Hey guys, welcome to the Posting Thousand Show. I'm Drew. I'm back from my um uh, my sick leave. Um, and with me is Schwinn. What up, Schwinn? What up? What up? What up? What up? And joining us on the show for a record, I, I don't even know, seventh, fifth. eighth time, fifth, fifth time, yeah, yeah, fifth time on the uh on the show. Um, it's Prez. What up, Prez? What up? What up? Good to hear you in good health. Oh is yeah, it? No, th- is it? Good is to it? Hear? Is it really? <laughs> Are you sure it about that, like, Prez? We were all kind of. I don't know, man. Someone's got to edit the potter. I mean, I still did, and yeah. I don't know. Futterneck and uh, <laughs> Twins sounded perfectly fine without me. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I mean, from probably just the booze talk in there. And probably we just have a. Do you think you think Futterneck would just what? be like the permanent like sub uh, host if we just like <laughs> <laughs> get him whatever you just need him? You can just turn into like a Sopranos pod. I mean, it could be. <laughs> Is there really that much of a difference between like a Soprano spot and a in a podcast based on like the Knicks? I mean, no. I mean, the way the the way the Knicks are going with Leon Rose and all these South Jersey ass dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna get into uh, no. Schwinn and Futternick already got into Leon Rose and stuff. We don't need to get too much into it. However, there've been a couple rumors that uh, we're gonna touch on because it's you know. It's that time of the year, you know, the All-Star break just came and happened. We're not going to have a game until, like, Friday. <laughs> um, supposedly there was a new format in the All-Star game, and people enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it. Spencer Dinwiddie apparently talked about the Knicks the All-Star game. Apparently that was a huge deal. I don't know. Oh, I he did? Really care. Yeah, I think somebody asked him about the Knicks, and he was like, well, I think they'll probably be bad next year. And no, he was at All-Star weekend? Yeah, he was in the skills competition. He lost to Bam out of Oh. He lost to Bam. <laughs> yo, yo, yo! I told I told some of my guys in the group chat. I was like, Bam and Sabonis were the least favored by Vegas, and people are lazy and partying. And I was like, this guy's gonna be like all intense for no reason that he's gonna win. Put the money up. And why didn't you? Why didn't you put the money up? Yeah, did you put the money down? Man, I because I'm I'm shook. I'm not gonna actually do that. I can only give that advice. <laughs> Wait, there are no uh, places. I, you don't know any bookies in DC. Um, I might know. I might know some people who know some people. I'm some sure you people can just talk in. to your. I'm sure you can talk to your barber, and he'll know a guy. <laughs> That's usually how that works, man. Yeah, it's usually the barber. I don't even, I don't even, or like, I don't even get my haircut in DC. I'm fucking, you know, that's a whole nother rant. <laughs> you don't get your haircut in DC. Wait, so where do you get your? I haircut? go right. I go right outside DC. I go to um to Silver Spring, Maryland. <laughs> they, they got better they got better barbers in silver spring <laughs> no they just have cheaper barbers and i'm cheap so yeah man i can only imagine how uh that dc life is affecting you i was gonna say like if you don't go to the barber you just go to the uh you know like the bodega what are they or, like fucking up fades out I, there huh yeah i wish they had i wish they had bodegas here man <laughs> so what's the equivalent even, in, what's the equivalent in dc nothing. Nothing. There's a sad, unfilled niche filled with shitty breakfast sandwiches and overpriced uh, probably, hipster that, corner stores and shit. It's probably like that pizza place, right? The uh, the one that Bogut thought was uh, part of the big conspiracy. The pizza <laughs> oh my god. I don't even remember the name of the place, but I know what you're talking about. Oh god. Wait, so what is a, what does a hipster uh, corner store look like in D.C.? Like, what do they have there? I don't know. It, it's it's not even they. It's not even that they just have um the soup. Um, this they have this in New York too now, where like the supermarkets just double as like all this other shit. Like at Whole Foods, you can sit down and eat, and they have like cafes in the fucking Whole Foods or whatever. That's just like around that. forever, though. Yeah, I know, but there's so many of them in DC, so tiny that that effectively is like if you want to just go get random shit, it's just go to a supermarket here. Where in New York, it, in some places, you could go to the bodega and get your beer on credit or whatever, you know? Man, it's kind of sad because I love going into the uh, bodega. You can get, like, you know, your batteries, you know, detergent, and, you know, and you pet a cat. Exactly. It's sad. that Our nation's is. capital is failing, our, uh, the people down there. But enough about uh, D.C. Let's talk about a number of the rumors that have been circulating in the Knicks. With the Knicks. So we've had Jay Wright connected with the organization. We've had, what's the guy's name from uh, Denver? Arturas Karnasovas. 
Artunas Carnasovas. That that Arturas. Arturas Carnasovas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. GM. The GM. No, he's the assistant GM. Or is he the GM? He's the GM. Oh, he's the GM. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because they have one of those fucking things where they promoted the fucking Connolly, the president. And so this fucking guy got promoted to general manager from assistant general manager, which like, I mean, functionally, you would assume they were probably doing the same shit they're doing now. But they just got the pay bump out of it and a title bump, which I guess is cool. Um, but yeah, so that's that's another one that happened. Yeah, the Zach guy was connected. Um, Jeff Van Gundy again was connected to, to the Knicks for the, I don't know, umpteenth time over the past like 15 years. And then, um, what's his name, was connected. Tibbs. So not connected. Tibbs was also uh, connected again, just yeah. like Van Gundy. And also, the Knicks also. Was it Berman who reported that they wanted to keep Miller around in some capacity? It wasn't like, or was it someone else? I think that's like a general thing um, that's been reported. Um, I think might have been Begley. That came, I don't know, man. Okay. That, I think th- that shit Begley. happened like that shit happened yeah, like it. fucking at least four days ago. Yeah, we're just just losing track of uh, of time and space and all that. So let's get in. Do you want to get into Mike Miller first or Jay Wright first? Uh, I don't care. You're the host, you don't man. Care? Okay. Let's get into uh, Mike Miller first, because I think just given like the way the team has been playing under him, the way just like his demeanor, just all this sort of stuff, not only do I think they should just keep him like in some capacity for the organization, hopefully at minimum like an assistant coach, but I he should be in serious contention for like coming back for another year with his team. I we don't expect the team to sign anyone big time this free agency. There aren't really too many huge name free agents. And I mean, why not bring, keep the development guy in to do more development for, uh, for next year. So to me, I think even though with Steve Stout fired him on a, on first take or whatever it was, but yeah, very, very serious thing that, yeah, uh, very serious Steve Stout. you know, yeah, that was a very, very important thing that everybody got really mad about and uh lost their shit for no reason yeah no i mean it's just very important for everybody on twitter to know how you know fucking emotionally hurt you are by the (laughs) Knicks and how embarrassed you constantly are about them because you're a little fucking bitch um so shout out to all the people that really freaked out about that to make sure that everybody knew how you know morally outraged they were over it more so than anybody else very, very big shout out to all you fucking losers. I mean, you got to be. I mean, if you're not going to take the moral high ground, then what ground are you really going to stand on, you know? Yeah. I don't know, man. That entire segment of Nick's Twitter is just like the weirdest place in the fucking world. Like, like do you like if if this team depresses you that much, like stop, just stop. Why? Like, I don't know, man. Like, I think if somebody de- if something depressed me that much, I would actually just stop watching it. Like, I've I've stopped watching. You know, I, I I've had like three or four years. I was just like, yeah, I can't watch the Bills. Like, I snow going into the season like me shit. Like, there's no point watching this. I'm just not gonna watch it. Like, it's it's not that hard. And I'm sure half these fucking people that are crying about this stuff don't even watch every game. So don't act like you watch every game and don't act like you fucking sit there and care so much about this fucking team. Like. You know, I mean, these are the same fucking people that decided that R.J. Barrett was a bust because he had two bad summer league games. So, like, <laughs> you know, just shut the fuck up and write for, like, your little wannabe left-wing, changing the fucking world, whatever bullshit <laughs> magazines you write for, and just fuck off. Like, Jesus. That was, uh, that was a good rant. I missed, uh, I missed that rant. I missed that, uh, that stuff from you, Shwen. It's been, that it feels energy. like it's been so long. Yeah, just had to get that energy out there for the people. But uh, yeah, no, I'm totally uh, with you on that. Like, if it's if the Knicks are really affecting your mental health that much, I would I would suggest to you know stop following them, stop watching them, and then you know speak to someone about it because I I don't think a sports team should be should be really consuming you that to that type of emotional level. That's really unhealthy. The two, like in, the the two takes I I. You know, despite everybody commenting on this and it becoming like an echo chamber, the two it's funny because oh, so many people were talking about it and tweeting the same thing, but he talked 
talk substantively about two things that I thought should be talked about. One is Jeff Gundy, who is just linked to the Knicks. And, you know, we could talk about him later or whatever, but like his, you know, that he talks about like all the time, every season is don't like being hung over the shoulder of another coach. Like don't get rid of a coach midseason. Don't talk about a coach while he has his job and all that shit. And nobody like commented on that. And I thought that was weird. And I was like, oh, like, where's the, where's the pieces about like by, you know, endangering <coughs> potential Knicks favorite Jeff Van Gundy by talking, you know, disrespectfully during Mike Miller's coaching tenure about Mike Miller or whatever. And then also like that many people are really familiar with Steve Stout. Maybe because you have to be like, you know, into into rap a lot or whatever and have listened to that shit before blogs and and all that but like that's what this guy does he goes and he talks and he's like a salesman and sometimes that shit works for him and sometimes it's it's him selling bullshit but like it was with the nets biggie smalls whatever logos that they might get sued over that's just <laughs> what he does like if you thought he was going to come in here like a like a branding consultant and just like work quietly behind the scenes like google steve stout like do your googles people come on now well also like be this like also why there was like this assumption that he immediately was gonna like like he was calling the shots and running the front office like why why would you think that like as stupid as the knicks have been like generally speaking the stupidity has actually stemmed from like the people in charge of doing basketball stuff. Like it has not been because Dolan brings in some like fucking brand consultant and the brand consultant all of a sudden is low key running basketball operations. Like, no, no, no. Usually Dolan hires somebody in this case, Leon Rose and Leon Rose would presumptively suck for the next three years. And then we'd repeat this entire process. That's usually how this goes. Um, but, like, I mean, that's just the other thing is we can move on after this. But it's like, I just, I mean, if you've actually been a Knicks fan for, like, the last 20, 30 years, how on earth, how on earth, like, I saw people calling this another, like, oh, new low point. Are you fucking serious? Like, this is a new low point? Like, this is a new low point? Like, you need to fuck, you need to go smoke pot, like, for you just need to go get high and relax, you know, and just chill out because Should we I, pull have, out names for, uh, I have no for the low idea. Point? I mean, I'll, I, I know for like Macri called it another. Low I know. Point. That's why I wanted like, to say and I shout just out Macri. Like, I just want like, like how many fucking low, like how can this possibly be a fucking low point? If you're a Knicks fan, how can this be a low point? And like, you know, at least John will like engage with you and have a back and forth about it and won't just like, get pissy that you think differently than him but like i mean we all know who the fuck i'm talking about there's like this whole fucking sect of like blue check you know nick's twitter who i guess were like the first voices of nick's fandom in the internet era and like you know all these fucking people do is cry that's it all they do is cry and act sad and and get embarrassed about the knicks anytime anything happens with the knicks and they get their fucking likes, and the ringer fucking retweets them, or they get jobs the ringer, and like, you know, that's it. That's their entire fucking purpose. And like, they suck, and I fucking hate all of them. Um, like, I, I just if there's the things I like, I the Knicks piss me off all the time, but it is never because like, like this is not it, man. Like, it was a stupid thing that he said. If you actually watch that entire interview, I don't know how you came away from it thinking that like Steve Stout was calling fucking shots with like who's gonna make coaching decisions and all like no, that's not what's happening. And like I just it's like if you actually just watch that interview, I just have no idea how you came away from that interview being like, This is so embarrassing. Like I watched the interview and I didn't even like think anything of it when he said that because it was just kind of like him talking. Like, it was like listening to a really shitty freestyle or something. Like, I was like, okay, so you're just going to say random. I mean, it was like, like hey, it was like reading. Dude, this is, this is what he said. This, this, this is what, what he said. He was like, like, he was like we're going to do. This is what he does. 
But that's what I'm saying. All he did was like say random buzzwords that we know. Like these are the same shit that fucking like Mills and Perry have been saying. Oh yeah, gonna get coach, develop talent, young guys, RJ Mitch. Like, yeah, okay, cool. So he he read he read the bullet points before he went on air. Like, <laughs> yeah, good job. That's great. Like, I I don't I don't care, man. Like. This just was not that big of a deal. And of course it turns into a big deal. And then everybody has to get embarrassed about it because if you don't get embarrassed about it, then you're just a fucking homer. And it's like, I don't know when this happened, but I just want to let Knicks fans know something. And this is just like, this is my advice to you. You, If you are a fan of the Knicks, it is actually okay to be a fucking homer because <laughs> fans of a team are fucking are homers. homers. And it's fine. You don't need to be embarrassed about it. You don't need to fucking, you know, oh, I'm the more objective one. You don't know, so fuck off. Shut up. Like, it's fine to not be objective. It's fine to shit on Christoph Porzingis even when he's playing well. It's fine to shit on everybody that's not in the Knicks. It's fine. Like, we don't need to be objective. That's Why the hell would I care about the Knicks so much if I was objective about it? Like, are you kidding me? I would hate this fucking team. I do hate this fucking team most of the time. But like I'm, I don't try to be objective. I'm not even pretending that I'm objective. I would recommend most of you get most of you, if you're out there trying to pretend to be objective, just stop because you're not. And that goes for like the beat guys too who pretend they're being objective, like fucking Bundy and Popper. <laughs> yeah, no, the, no, I'm totally with you on that. I think a lot of the people who are trying to be objective. Like, you kind of mentioned it as, like, a joke, but it's kind of true, the idea of, like, you know, they're going to get a job at the ringer. I think most of the people who are, especially on, like, the Twitter side of things for Knicks, uh, talking about the Knicks trying to be objective, is, like, there's this ulterior motive to eventually work in the media and the idea that the media is unbiased and all these sort of things. So I think that's where it probably comes from. At least for us, we don't give a shit. I mean... They are just... unbiased. They're, you can't even... Qu- if you actually say they're they're biased then you are just crazy and a conspiracy theorist i was told this on twitter so no um, i guess i'm a i guess i'm a conspiracy theorist i mean anybody that follows politics knows that the media is 100 percent objective in this country oh yeah that's exactly (laughs) how it is yeah everyone knows that uh fox news and msnbc are the most center (laughs) objective news telling organizations nobody has history it's it's crazy to even consider that a reporter would have ever have an angle because we all know that 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 would never happen. Yeah, there's only two. Um... Shout out to Frank Isola not having a job at the Athletic anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah do you think? Do you think that was? How do you think that went down? Do you think that was that yeah, was him just being <laughs> like this ain't it, or them just being like this ain't? Who for Isola in the Athletic? Uh huh. Yeah, they, they, you... they must have canned him because. If he left, usually, like, if you leave on your own, there's usually, like, some bullshit, like, like thing, yeah. yeah, like, oh, it's mutual understanding, we both still fucking totally love sucking each other's dicks, like, okay, sure, whatever, that's fine. Like, this didn't happen, and all of a sudden, it's just not in his bio anymore, it's like, okay, so, we we get it, Frank, like, they, they, they must have read a few of your articles and realized that you provide no fucking value, and that you're just a fucking piece of shit hack. Like that just goes on Twitter and tries to rile up Knicks fans with like conspiracy theories. Like that's why people out here trying to tell us like we're totally signing Joe. They're, they're gonna sign Jamal Crawford. Like Isaiah Thomas is in the picture for GM. <laughs> is that your is that your is that your timeout timeout timeout? Is that your Frank Isola voice? I have no, no idea. Was, what does he sound the, like? No, it sounds, sounds like exactly a gremlin. Like, no, it's exactly what he sounds like. I you heard him on Around the Horn. That's what he usually uh. Sounds like no. That's what I think. What happened with the Athletic? I think like a higher up editor, like finally decided to read an article. It was like, oh, we can't associate ourselves with this type of uh, this type of writing. It's honestly like, possible they just. It's possible they just know what else about him. Like, because I know everybody. I mean, I complained about the fact that he had a job at the like that was initially why I canceled my subscription to the Athletic for a long time because who do you write? Who do you write for? Before, like, I know he wrote at multiple New York papers before but who was it right before was it daily news yeah it was daily news yeah daily news so i, He's so daily I think it's, i think I, I think it's possible that like it, you know because you know his and the writing it's just it's not for like diehards right and the athletic probably skews a little bit more toward that than like a regular the daily news or the post or whatever and and i don't think 
the, the kind of shit he writes is going to fly as with the people who are willing to like pay for sports analysis compared to yeah. just, I'm going to pick up the paper or he, watch the like, three article he's a, online. He's a shitty Peter Vesey, right? Like that's basically what he is. Yeah. For the most part. Like, I, I mean, At that's just, Peter yeah. Vesey go right. Yeah. That's, that's my point. Yeah, that's what I say. So shitter, shitty Peter yeah, Vesey, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, if I'm gonna read bullshit, at least make exactly. it entertaining. Like, Isola's shit isn't even entertaining because you know exactly what it's gonna be about every fucking time he writes about the Knicks. James Dolan, something, something. Uh, you know, MSG mistreating somebody, something, something, something. Kristaps, uh, Carmelo, pick random player X is a victim. Something, something. Yeah. Like, we, I know exactly what it's gonna be, and then he's gonna randomly throw in like. Isaiah is lurking, uh, you know, shit like that. Like, the I get it. Hits. Yeah, it, like, yeah, it's like fucking. What, what were those? Um, those cassettes. Now, yeah, yes. now volume six. Dude, that was like, it wasn't a fucking. It wasn't a fucking cassette, bro. They didn't come out in like the seventies. Well, they're CDs, right? That shit was bad. No, they came out in cassettes. The this is music. This now this is music stuff. Yeah, they it, definitely. It started. It started in like the late nineties or some shit. I think people still listen to cassettes then, didn't they? I think so. I, I think, had cassettes when I was younger, but maybe I was no, just, you know, just broken your jersey. Right. See, Prez just trying to get takes off. He's like basically I solo this pod. <laughs> I'm just shooting, bro. I'm just shooting. <laughs> so Mike Miller, yeah, Mike Miller. Yeah, so let's get on to uh, <laughs> let's get back on the Mike Miller. Um, so so let me say something real quick about Mike Miller. This is why I think he's going to stick around in some capacity. If I think he'll at least get a, a f- official interview because it seems like around the NBA it's regular practice to just give interviews to folks you have good relationships with. We saw that uh, with Perry and Mills and that's just that's not even a Knicks thing. That shit happens all the time. And we know if Dolan likes anything he likes loyalty and this dude has been the good soldier like this season through all types of fuckery in the G League just grinding. So I w- it didn't surprise me when the reports came out that internally uh not only dolan but other people are a fan of him because they should be a fan of him because he's busted his ass and he's good at his job and but the loyalty thing i think that goes far with dolan so i think you're gonna at least see him get an interview to for the for the head coach job and then also like whoever comes up i think he's gonna like lead assistant for sure yeah. I'd, I'd put the money on it i would love yeah, i mean that happen. he has like um kind of industry knowledge already of how the Knicks operate. So like, mm-hmm. and he's not some, nefarious. and of the players. Yeah. Of the players. He's not like a nefarious snake and potential snake in the grass with like a big profile, like a fucking Jason Kidd or something, you know, like it, it's not like if you hire a Jay Wright or you hire a Jeff Van Gundy, they're going to be sitting there like, like, oh, um, why did the organization want to add, Mike Miller to my staff? Are they sabotaging? Like, you know what I mean? It's just not going to yeah. work like that. So I don't think that would be that big of a deal. Um, and like, he just strikes me as the kind of guy that wouldn't really have a problem going from like, realistically, no team. I feel bad for him, but I realistically think that like, no matter what he does the rest of the year with this next team, even like another team that fires their coach in the season is not hiring Mike Miller to be their, their head coach. He's not going to get a coach. Yeah, unfortunately. He, <clears throat> So like at that point, it's like, okay, do you want to go back to college? Probably not. Do you want to stay in New York where you've like kind of established? I mean, he's been here now within the or- with the org for what, like five, six years? Yeah. 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 So like he's, like a, he's established something here. Like he's probably he's getting a raise. You yeah, know he's going to get a raise. Money. Like even as, a, even as an assistant. No, for sure. He'll be like a lead assistant now. He'll be on the, he'll be like on the, you know how they have like the, the second bench guys? He'll be on like the first bench. You know, like right. he'll be. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be isn't up. That what, isn't that what like Lawrence, like Lawrence Frank, like how he's like like he wasn't really cut. Not comparing them as head coaches, but like he's kind of fl- flourished. Like once he stopped trying to be a head coach because he's a good assistant. Like some dudes are. Yeah, yeah, are, yeah. Like, and then he like you know, kind of translated that into now being a good executive or something. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think that's kind of basically all it is. Um, I don't. I mean, I have my own issues with Mike Miller currently as head coach, but like, <laughs> you know, that's kind of. I, it's really hard to to know what's happening there because, like, you know, there's so much up in the air with the organization right now. Like, it's is he coaching for his job? Is he coaching because 
Scott Perry's telling him to do something? Is nobody telling him to do anything and he's choosing to choosing to do all this stuff? Is he just trying to make the best of what he has? Like, we just don't know. There's so much unspoken shit there. Um, like, he seems intelligent, so I generally give him the benefit of the doubt on some stuff where, like, you know, like, I imagine that if he's playing Dennis Smith Jr., it's because somebody's telling him to play Dennis Smith Jr., not because he thinks Dennis Smith Jr. is actually, like, capable of being a functioning NBA player at this moment. Um, it's just, like, various stuff like that. I, I don't know the specifics. But if nothing else, he's proven that he's, like, I mean, what, the Knicks have been sixth in defensive rating since, like, for, like, a month or something like that now, I think I believe. Um, like, he's he's clearly adding something like acumen wise coaching wise like he, he's doing something right um so like you know why the fuck not why would you not want this guy back um and i mean i think like 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 if you did hire just say they did hire van gundy right like van gundy he coached with van gundy at um at the mm-hmm. what is that the tournament of the americas is that what it's called yeah yeah uh, he- he, yep. he coached with him there. So like, and, and Van Gundy's actually gone on the record previously, like right after we canned Fisdale and Miller got the job saying like, he thinks Miller is good enough to be a head coach in the NBA. And like, he wants him to get the job, which kind of like, I mean, I, I think Van Gundy's always very, very careful in what he says. Like I, I, he kind of lives what he says about that, like not lurking over a coach's shoulder or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, I will say if like Van Gundy did get the job with it, like if he got, he wants this job back. Okay. Like let's get that straight. Like Van Gundy's gone on the record and said like, this is like his biggest regret in his career is quitting next job. Um, and he's gone out of his way to praise Dolan publicly. Uh, he's gone out of his way to like shit on Kevin Durant for being a bitch <laughs> after he's on in Brooklyn. Um, that's one of my favorite, uh, Van Gundy moments on, uh, on ESPN when he was saying that, just like certain players are just, you know, meant for New York. Yeah, that <laughs> it was, was just, it was just wonderful. Was that just, was like was... as close to calling somebody a coward that as you could get without, you know, actually saying, saying it. it. <laughs> so, um, like, I, I think it's apparent he wants a job, but if he ever, if he did get this job, hundred percent, no question. 100%. Mike, Miller, Mike, Miller is, like, Mike Miller is writing his own check and like, yeah, just pay me this much. Like you got, y'all paid Kurt Rambis. A million to be an assistant coach, like I'm getting that money. I want Kurt Rambis money. Um, but yeah, so I, I think Kurt that uh, I think that I think that's yeah. I think there's a very good chance he stays on. With them. I like if if there are people within the org that presumably, when they say that, are so people that have like you know juice with <laughs> within the org, then he's probably staying. And I imagine one of those people is like Alan Houston who. Dolan loves and who is definitely going to still be part of the front office because and they work together in the G League creative artist agency yeah well, he was he was he was Houston's coach because Houston yeah. was the G League GM right and Miller yep. was the yes. G League coach and he apparently was the one that like pushed to uh, have Miller be the interim head coach I mean it, it, it sounds like Mike that, Miller uh, is really on that he's on the um what's his name what's the, the assistant who the dude who was like assistant on the knicks for like 19 years herb williams but like more good at oh, his good? <laughs> i told he... i i had a very specific uh analogy for the type of energy that mike miller mike miller brings that i told press today i said yeah. he, i said Bad. he had i said he had real Married his high school, my married his high school sweetheart before immediately being deployed to Vietnam. Type of energy. <laughs> this is it's true. I mean, that's he really does though. Like, nothing phases this guy, which is great. You know, um, you mentioned about the uh, Knicks defensive rating. I just looked it up since uh January seventeenth, which is you know about a month or so. The Knicks are fifth in defensive rating in the league. So. And I he's mean, play, he's got to play like he's been giving minutes to these worthless bums that we hate like Portis and yeah, like he's getting that like you're like imagine if you only give him good players. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, imagine yeah, like I, not playing Bobby yeah, Portis. I mean, like we, the rotations is the is the one thing that you know a lot of coaches struggle with, struggle with on rebuilding teams. It's because like yeah, teams don't have good players when they're rebuilding as much and. This is even more. It's made even more complicated when you have the front office trying to like 
you know, whether to what we can debate about what degree they're involved in the minutes distribution, but even if they're not, just the fact that these guys are like even still on the team means like that's just another thing for him to solve. As you get more players, as you get a Lamello or a Killian or a Cole Anthony here, somebody else there, then and guys who you know are going to be like pencil them in for 30 minutes a game no matter what then that's just one less problem. And then he gets to do more of what he's good at, which is the actual schemes and the basketball stuff, the, the on-the-court I mean, I mean, stuff. Like Just like a ver- from a very basic perspective, what we said, you know, one of the big things that was really annoying about Fisdale was that, like, okay, fine, the offense is one thing, fine, whatever. But, like, the defensive schemes would change constantly, right? Mm-hmm. There was, like, constantly... Yeah, like, he would, it would just... There was no... There's nothing set. It was just constantly different game to game, quarter to quarter, whatever it was. And with Yeah, that shit works if you're the Raptors, not if you're like right. a team of twenty two year olds. Right. And like and Miller like has come in and really like dumbed it down a lot. Like it, it's very like I mean, the thing is the strategy, the fun underlying like kind of you know the, the the fundamental basis on what the defense was under Fisdale and under Miller is the same. Like, want to cut down points in the paint, and like, will kind of like live or die with you know the three point shot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about like recovering, but it's like it's so different the actual process of like making that happen uh, in how <laughs> we're set up defensively under both. So um, yeah, I mean, I just think like, I mean, if nothing else. Who the fuck else thought that for a month any coach could get this Knicks team to be playing fifth best defensively? I sure as hell didn't. You know, it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned it being dumbed down because if you if you look at the cycle of like stretches the Knicks have had and then the takes that have corresponded with it, first they had the like the new coach bump, if you want to call it that, where he made the scheme just simple, like Mitch drop back, Taj drop back, like don't not rank them switching here and there like try to get over the screens and shit like that play frank a little bit more sometimes and things like that and and the team was better on defense and then the league adjusted and you we ran into some teams that had some really great shooters off the dribble mid-range guys like Booker, who were like all right you're just gonna drop back i'm gonna take this uncontested 15 footer and can it 10 times in a row and then we got our asses handed to us because teams began to hit some threes hit some mid-range shots our defense like, you know, sometimes guys have an off night when you have a roster full of Bobby Portis-ass motherfuckers. So that happened. And then it shifted again. And we had another good stretch because the way you develop players change. You don't throw 10 things at them in one game. You get them used to one thing. Then you teach them the counter. Then you teach them the counter to the counter. So now... The coverage is a little more nuanced, right? It's dropped back, but it's not always all the way back. And you but it's, see, and it's it's built out from like things. a base. It's right. built out from a base right. understanding. It's not like, right. hey, uh, we're gonna do this. And also, by the way, uh, now we're gonna switch like any side pick. It's like, yeah, it's just like, okay, no, this is the core. And then now, when we play the Devin Booker's of the world, the big is gonna show out a little higher. It's not just gonna drop back exactly. the paint like it's shit like that. So. Um, you know, I mean, I don't, the, the, the thing is like the people that there's a difference between like Mike Miller is good and deserves to like stay with the organization and Mike Miller is amazing. And if he doesn't get this job, it's a fucking joke. Like, no, it's, it's not like, don't, if the, don't, if, if, right. If the Knicks hired Jay Wright, who, and we could talk about him later, but I consider Jay Wright, like he would be an incredible hire to me. Yeah, and, that, like, that's if a they hired a Jay well, Wright, let's, um, let's get into Jay Wright. Right now, because you know he was linked again to the uh, the Knicks. I think he didn't he turn down a couple interviews for the past couple years as well. I don't think. He, yeah, I don't. I he, don't think he, he was turned ever down approach though. I mean, not from the Knicks. I don't think the there Knicks. was ever an. There wasn't an an, an official. No, it was like game. like yeah. teams would reach out to him, and he goes, "Nah, I'm good." Like he turned so, down interviews. So UCLA offered UCLA offered to double his salary, and he said, "I'm good." Which is really that's yeah, that's commitment. But like, but also like. I don't think people realize how much of a shit show that UCLA job is right now. But yeah, I digress. Go ahead. So I just wanted to ask you guys because I don't I don't follow college. I don't care about the uh, sport. Um, is he a good coach? Like, is he someone 
like when you say like the, the Knicks he's, decide, he's one of the decide. best coaches in the history of college basketball. Is he really? That's I I think so. I mean, he's he's he, probably the best coach yeah. of this generation of his generation. So that automatically makes him one of the best coaches of all time. He's won two titles now at Villanova, which is like I don't even know how to fully explain the level that of greatness that is because of like where he inherited the program and where he's taken it. Um, and he doesn't get one and yeah. done like super duper stars either. No, he gets guys that are like he to me he is like a younger John Beeline who isn't like just taking whatever NBA job because he's worked his way up from like the ground up for 40 years and just wants to have that experience. Like Jay Wright is younger. I think he's probably more attuned to kind of like, you know, um, it's not necessarily a last stop for him as much as it's like the natural progression of how great he is. And that like, he's basically achieved everything you could hope to achieve in college already. Um, I think his scheme, his his coaching and schemes are a little bit more like they're not as much old man college basketball y, and they're more like. Oh, not at all. Yeah. Like, like, like I think Beeline schematically was pretty advanced. Like, I would say comparably advanced. But in terms of, you know, like John Beeline would have practices where all these guys did was like throw chest, like chest passes to each other. For like twenty five <laughs> minutes, thirty minutes, and shit like that, and like, like that's fine in college. You can easily you can get away with that at almost any college program, basically, especially at like a Michigan or a Villanova. You can get away with that, but like, bro, you can't go to that. If you do that in the NBA, like it's just you better make sure that like your front office is clearing out all your vets, and you only got young guys because that shit's not going to fly with vets. And like, obviously, they didn't do that. But like, the thing with Jay Wright is he'd be walking into a situation where. Theoretically, we could be rid of all the vets except for Randall without giving up anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and like even our vets, right? Like, like they're not old, old. Like Randall's not old. Peyton isn't old. Bullock's like kind of old, but not like he's like twenty nine. He'll be twenty nine next year. You know, Todd is old, but Todd is like you know he's from Brooklyn. He's down. He's, down. he's got the juice. Um, <laughs> Like he's, Todd, a spry, he's a spry 29 or whatever. I mean, Todd is like 34. But he's, he's a pretty spry. He's a pretty spry. He is a pretty spry 34. I'll give him that. Um, <laughs> Todd has that real, like, you know, get off my porch energy. He really does. <laughs> so I'll tell, I'll tell you what I like about, I'll tell you what I like about Jay Wright is it, it's very, it's, it's a contrast of styles compared to a lot of his peers who have like 800, 900 women. And and his peers are usually like ten or more or fifteen or more years older than him. It's like the Coach K's and Roy Williams and Baylines of the world, in terms of who has chips, who has a crazy winning percentage, who's fixed multiple programs like like from foundation to mansion. Like those are the kind of coaches he's really in the in the same sentence as. But he's not really like I don't know if it's because he's younger or his personality or a combination of both. But he's He's like a cool dude. Like he doesn't get flustered. He's not out here yet. He doesn't even yell at the refs hardly. Like he like he'll complain, but not like he's not going on old man rants like like the typical college college coach you conjure up in your mind when you think about like intense coaches in the final four or something like that. And he's he, not he's not really exploding at his players all the time either. He's he's got a lot of like the kind of suave nature of Kalapari without the insane screaming at his players, which like, I don't actually, I don't, I don't mind because I think, I think you just have to coach how like you are. So right. Like Cal, Cal can get away with that because his guys know, like, like he's not putting on a show for them. Like he, that's like, he is they, that, like, that's what he is. He cares. And, he cares. They know yeah. he cares. They know, yeah, he they cares, know he cares. That's just how he shows it. Yeah. And like, and, and the other thing about right that Cal most definitely does not have is just like a, a fundamental ability to like. I mean, he's just a really, really great tactician. Um, and Cal, for all of his wonders of recruiting and getting guys to buy in for their brothers and all that shit, 
Um, he's not an X's and O's guy. No, Cal. Cal is just out there. Like he's there's a lot of Fisdale talk in his in his huddles. Like you just gotta want it more. Gotta get that board, son. Like you're like all right, whatever. What, what makes what makes a, what makes Cal a genius is he knows he basically only has a few months to teach some superstar kids who have played mostly doing whatever the fuck they want for their entire 17 or 16 years or whatever of hooping. And he gets them to like limit their role and be really good at it, which is a feat, a feat considering most of these kids were like doing whatever the fuck they wanted in AAU. Right. On the other hand, it's a little more similar to an NBA ecosystem because he has guys who are different ages and you could be a hot shot. Like he's had some hot shot freshmen, not like insane, like, mcdonald's all american types but he's had good freshmen well, I, but he's I had think, extremely I think good upperclassmen <laughs> so wasn't wasn't brunson like a fairly high recruit if i remember brunson was a fairly high recruit he's had some yeah. guys back in the day when the big east was crazier he had some uh damn i'm forget. i'm fucking i'm forgetting their name they were from the bronx too what the fuck he had two guards who used to cook they ended up flaming out in the nba they're probably playing in like turkey or some shit right now alan ray anyway no, not Alan Ray. Alan Ray was a, was a, was pretty well known though. Um, that was another one. I had a I have, a I have a good Jay Wright story too. So my freshman year of college, I went to UConn before I transferred out, and of course, it was the one year UConn was absolutely terrible at fucking basketball. The Jerome Dyson, Adrian, I don't even remember his fucking name. They were asked. They didn't even make the NIT tournament. It was the worst. And of course, they made that shit the year after. Um, the the year after, but we had one game versus Villanova, and this was their best player at the time was Aaron Gray. Remember him? He was like that this big, big white stiff. center. Yeah, no, I don't. I have no idea who that is. But he cooked. But he cooked in college, bro. He was like twenty and ten work, post work, all that he, shit. He was and, Walter White in college. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he he looked. He was Walter White chefing on us at in stores, <laughs> Connecticut, bro, and. When I tell you, like, all the fans were screaming at Jay Wright because somehow they made it a close game. And then, like, with the last 10 minutes of the game, Aaron Gray and Jay Wright just, put, just packed us the fuck up. And all, every everybody, all the fans were just trying to just, like, yell at Jay Wright. Like, get the fuck out of here with your fucking nice jacket, bitch, whatever. <laughs> and this dude, this dude was unbothered. Unbothered. This was all quite quite like well, quite funny he just smirked and then just packed well, us up and just laughed what 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 probably helped him get over all these insults real quick is that he knew you guys had to spend the night in stores and absolutely true stores is <laughs> yeah. the most fucking it is the most it's it's such a depressing place it's a really depressing place and i see that like i mean i had a buddy that went there and i visited him once when i was home for spring break and i was just like dude this I mean, it's like first of all, you had to drive through like this kind of like wooded like area, 10, like ten yeah. miles of cow field. Yeah, and then and you just like areas come out, and murder scenes, yeah. probably. Yeah. And then you just come out into like this fucking huge clearing where there's a campus. You're like, oh, so this yep. is a camp. Like this is where like twenty five thousand kids are. Like, yeah, okay, Dog. like. <laughs> Dog, I'll never, I'll never forget my first, I'll never forget my first visit to stores because number one, I took the fucking. A fucking Chinatown bus that I had to flag flag down like a cab on an overpass in Yonkers, <laughs> New York, with no sidewalk. That shit was so perilous. And I got on the fucking. There was one seat left in the back, and then I got on that shit for like whatever six hours, seven hours, and then it was like you said, like three of those hours were just driving through. Like I was like, I'm gonna die here. There's like cows and trees, and then a big ass campus just pops up out of nowhere. Yeah, it's legit, just out of nowhere. <laughs> that stores the campus is not why I left, but it was probably a small contributing factor to the general depression that I had going on at the time, <laughs> which was the main reason I left. It was not great. So Jay Wright probably knew that, yes, for sure. Oh, Jay Wright definitely <laughs> definitely knew that. Like he he's in uh he's in Philly. Like he's not gonna live in the middle of Connecticut, get out of here. Sounds right. awful. That's can, that's, that's also another connection. Philly, like the Philly, the Leon Rose, like yeah, yeah, that's there. That whole whole thing. I'm sure. Joel Joel Embiid's. Hey, oh, that would be uh, that'd be interesting. Are you thinking NBA, of uh? At NBA Central is going to report that as like a connection and a rumor now. 
Yeah, we're I, gonna I get we're so. gonna get we're gonna we're gonna get like you know the little You're gonna get consolidated into a rumor. <laughs> aggregated. Oh aggregated, that's per, the word. <laughs> per at posting show. <laughs> oh my god, please. Please let that happen. Uh what's your name? Prez. <laughs> um were you thinking of Scotty Reynolds? Yes, 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 yes. And and what's the other dude who was um who hooped with him? Um Scotty Reynolds and Corey Fisher, my son. How could I forget? Yeah, Corey Fisher had 105 points in a game at, uh, at was it Dykeman or Rucker? It was one of those two. It was after he, like, after college, before, I don't know where he ended up playing, but anyway, the point is Corey Fisher got buckets. <laughs> Definitely the Ukraine. Um, I'm looking yeah. it up right now. All right, so you guys are definitely on board with like a Jay Wright hire, right? Is he like better yeah, than that's uh, a slam dunk? That's a slam dunk. It's a slam dunk. Is he better than like Billy Donovan? I think so. Well, well Billy but, like, Donovan. You... But Donovan's actually been remember, good now. That was like, like a he can actually thing. coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just exactly. trying to like you guys know I don't watch college basketball, so I'm just trying to gauge as like someone who recently came up from college basketball and is at least doing like a good job at least in the NBA. It's it's hard. So like. The thing with Donovan is that everybody assumed that the reason the Thunder didn't pass the ball and like did a lot of ISO shit and everything was like there was like oh B- Billy Donovan hasn't changed anything like this is the thing like look at Scott Brooks now versus when he was in fucking OKC like the Wizards are out here passing the ball like six hundred times launching up threes putting up you know whatever like video game offensive numbers half the time he's got Davis Bertans shooting like a step curry <laughs> like like donovan now that they traded russ all of a sudden like oh three guard offense playing small like the ball is moving around and all this shit like you know at some point maybe it's just if you have russ you got to play a certain way if you have kd you got to play a certain way you know golden state like they isoed a lot more when they had kd right like they mm-hmm. didn't it wasn't as like fluid yeah, wasn't as beautiful fluid. great wonderful ball movement that everybody can jerk off to um like it just changes so i think donovan's reputation from college like he he came out of college he was viewed as kind of like uh, the elite young kind of like you know championship pedigree coach um and his team was known for like moving the ball a lot and sharing playing defense yeah defense, all that stuff and then, like, he came to OKC, and all of a sudden, Russ is averaging a quadruple double because he wants to, and like, all this shit is happening. And it's like, oh, well, is Donovan good? Maybe they fucked that up. And I don't know. Like, I watched them this year, and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of what I expected Donovan to do, like, when he got there. But I guess I can kind of understand why, like, the org just totally let Russ do whatever the fuck he wanted. And that was just kind of something he had to deal with. Um, so like yeah, I mean I guess if they don't prepare to... you for that in college, <laughs> right? Yeah, like you're 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 the biggest guy. Every college coach is the biggest guy on their team. Like even doesn't matter that Coach K recruited Zion and RJ and Cam and all these fucking guys last year. Like they all know that Coach K is the guy there, right? And they're there for a year just to like get their name up, put their numbers up, and get drafted in the top ten, right? Like that's just what they're there for. They're not there for any, so they're not trying to like rock the boat and call it the coach for his whack coaching, which God knows that Zion and RJ could have done last year. Um, <laughs> you think? Yeah, like let me go on a quick one minute rant. One minute rant. One minute rant. So like, like Zion is Zion is coming in. Brandon Ingram's about to make a max contract, and Zion is already better than him. And Zion Williams is so fucking good right now in the NBA. I need more people to talk about. I know this is. Water under the bridge, but on earth, Coach K really just managed to misuse Zion fucking Williamson, who's already better than a max player, and he's like out of shape. Like, he's not in shape at all. He's not. That's that's what's fucking crazy about Zion right now. Like, he's not even close to being in shape, and he's still out here like dominating games. And it's like, if this guy ever, yeah, if if this guy, this guy just puts in like a summer and legit. Just get shredded. It's fucking over. Like it's it's over. And like I know people are like like LeBron. LeBron was a specimen, but he 
even LeBron was not as powerful as this kid is. Like this guy no. is he's a football, not even a football player. He's just a, I don't a know new thing. He's yeah, a new he's thing. Zion. He's Zion, bro. Like he's he's like if Vader got in shape and played basketball <laughs> or something. Like I can't. There's no. There's no like Darth Vader out here just fucking running ten games. No, not Darth Vader. You idiot. No, Vader from WWE. Wrestling Vader. Oh. God damn it, Prez. <laughs> Sorry, there's no, I wasn't, there's no Star I wasn't Wars the wrestling dude. There's no Star Wars equivalent. No, not at all. Just fucking Darth Vader. <laughs> Chewbacca? Like, I guess you could, like, Chewie? Dude. But Chewie's, like, <laughs> taller than everybody. Chewie's taller than everybody. Chewie taking it to the paint. <laughs> <laughs> Chewie posting up. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. But, yeah, I, the Jay Wright thing would be cool. There are other coaches I really like. I've mentioned many of them previously. I think Chris Finch would be good. I mean, there are other guys. It's not like Jay Wright or Bust, but I think Jay Wright is definitely somebody that you know, no, no coach coming from college to the pros or an assistant to a head coach. At, like, it, it's hard. It's it's ne- there's never like you you can never be a hundred percent. This is gonna work. But if you're making uh, you know, if you if you're making that decision, I think that Jay Wright is one of the very few college guys that isn't just like tactically ready for the nba which i think there are plenty of college coaches by the way yeah that yeah compete tactically in the nba that's not it's an issue. the personality personality and understanding how to talk to players relate to players develop players um and i, th- I think right checks all those boxes i don't know i maybe you can get fucking somebody on here that is a villanova fan watches them a bunch to talk about it more reasonably but um you know from what i've seen i would i would guess that yeah, he 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 could the definitely Mac- cope. The Macau Bridges team was was a was basically an NBA team, like as far as college teams. Yeah, and go. he developed like, all the Bridges, guys. Brunson, DiVincenzo, Spellman. Like he had he had literally like one, two, three, four NBA players, and he had Brunson as a ball dominating guard, controlling the flow of the game. DiVincenzo as a super athletic two guard coming off the bench combo guard, like you see a lot in the NBA. Nikal Bridges coming around screens, like spread offense. They had Spellman playing the five, five out offense, like all types of shit we see every day in the NBA. What's well, uh sounds very exciting and promising. So like Jay Wright is definitely a top guy. Van Gundy would be a good hire, and Tibbs I'm assuming for you guys is also a no. Like for me, yeah, yeah fuck Tibbs. I I don't want it here. Like <laughs> okay, just wanted I, to make sure. We don't they, have to he, will, he will be if if. He can't get another head coaching job, and Van Gundy gets his job. Tibbs is going to be here. I, I, like, I, I think in the past this whole like get the gang back together thing has been bullshit. But like, I could definitely see the JVG like let's run it back '90s remix going on with JVG yeah. Tibbs and Miller forming like the old, <laughs> old frumpy white dude Voltron. <laughs> no, and like honestly, I was talking about this with somebody over the weekend. But like, you know. Yeah, you can't, like, knock... You can't, like, obviously just beat the shit out of people like you could in the 90s, right? Like, defensively. But, like, I do think that there there is a value that we don't necessarily see all the time. And, like, currently, there's certain guys that, that can do it. But, like, you knock a guy on his ass. Not, like, the same way you would in the 90s, obviously. But you put a guy on his ass, like, early in the game, that kind of takes its toll. Like, it'll they'll think about that when they're driving and shit like that. Um... Like I, I think that that JVG has maybe like, I mean I didn't watch the tournament of the Americas shit, but like, from my understanding they won a lot of it on this merit of their defense, um, and it was like physical defense. That's what I've read and heard anyway. Um, so like, you know, and I and I believe I heard again. I again I didn't I, I would be I didn't watch any of this shit. Didn't watch any of it, um, but like offensively, I heard that you know they were running more like quote unquote modern sets and stuff like that, and it wasn't just like you know JVG ISO ball like we were getting in the nineties. So, um, and I mean, frankly, that's what he was doing in Houston too. It was just like T Mac Yao ISOs constantly. Um, and for Austin, yeah. don't yeah. skip. He had he had Novak on that team. Novak? Really? Did he? he had Novak on that team. And like oh, that's shit. the thing that people 
that's the thing people forget. Like Van Gundy, like was actually playing for like the '99 team that went to the finals was playing four out when we went to the finals. Like Larry Johnson was the four. Oh yeah. So like like they played Houston at the two, Spruill at the three, and you know whichever shitty point guard had to start for us, Warden or Childs. Um, but like yeah, I mean I I think that that could work. I don't know. I didn't watch any of that tournament. And obviously, like, the coaching in that tournament, the level of competition isn't the same as you get even really probably at, like, D1 level or definitely not in the NBA. Um, we know he's been around the league, he's, but he's not been in the game for a while. It just – there's a risk there, but, like, there is certainly, like, a romantic factor to it that I'm sure many fans would get behind. Personally, I don't think that's the way I would go. But Van Gundy strikes me as like a smart guy. I don't, I I don't think it would be the same as like hiring. I don't know, Tips. fucking yeah, it, yeah. It's, yeah I like don't head think, coach. Tips. I don't think he's as rigid. I think Van Gundy would do like like for example, we've seen kind of like what we've seen from Brooks in in Washington. He he still does Scott Brooks shit, but like he has a he has a lot of input from his staff because he knows like they have value. Right. And I think Jeff Van Gundy would take the same approach with how much, especially with how much changes, how quickly things change in basketball now in terms of coaching. You think we can get Stan Van Gundy too? Like Jeff and Stan, like co coaching? I don't the, think uh... they coach together. Nah. I don't think there's any way they can coach nah. together. <laughs> it would just be really funny though. But no, they, I think they would probably kill each other, which would be really funny at the same time. Stan be a Van bunch Gundy. of horse yelling. Stan Van Gundy always looks like he just lost, like, you know. He he About lost them, like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, on, on like the river <laughs> in a shady transaction, right? Like, he always looks like he just got fucking Teddy KGB'd. Oh yeah, easily. Uh good old good old Stan. I miss him around the. Uh, well, you know he's on TNT now, right? He's doing the. Uh, he's the yeah. only good one. He, yeah, I think he's the only good uh, guy on TNT. Like yeah, he, actually... he did some color commentary for like last week. I think one of the games or whatever it was double headers yeah so i think the last guy we're going to talk about is i pulled up the name on uh on the google machine and i'm still going to butcher it uh arturus karnasovas they get it yes nice nailed it um he was linked to the uh nick's job as well for general manager to work under leon rose um i would just say in j- just seeing how like the nuggets have been pretty successful the past you know couple years like it'd be a good hire i would assume right just he seems like someone who knows what he's he's doing but i mean at the same time i feel like i not like a premium on like management but like i I, part of me also like doesn't care i know even though I, i should care about like who's running the front office and all these sort of things but like a name like that, I would just be like, yeah, it's fine, but I don't think it's going to move the needle in any sort of way. What about you guys? It seems like a good compliment to Rose because he's he's like a exact like nuts and bolts guy, right? He's been a scout. He's run basketball camps. He's been an interim GM. Uh, it looks like he uh, has had interviews for a few other franchises, like the and. Uh, the Bucks and someone else in the last few years, and he's held different positions, and he's coached in and played in different leagues in different countries. He's, you know, he played in the Big East as well. So like he's he's got a lot of like on the ground like perspective from different different basketball experiences, and and that's the kind of shit that Leon Rose doesn't have as an agent who's just a super agent. You know, he's done one thing and he's kicked ass at it. Like that's it. Yeah, I mean, somebody like Karnasoas is good because he has level or he has experience at like every level of an organization or a team, like coaching, playing, management. Like he has that knowledge that he can bring to the table. And he's been part of a successful organization with the Nuggets, who has largely, almost entirely developed their entire, like their their core um, in house. And they've done so without. Necessarily, they have they don't have any top five picks, I don't believe, on the roster. The highest pick they, they had, had was our pick for yeah, Jamal Murray. Murray. 
Yeah, so our seventh pick. Um, <laughs> so like they've done that. They, I mean that that's all good. I mean for me, like the way I think of it with any of this GM shit is don't hire a, G, a GM who has previously had a GM job and failed at it. Don't hire a GM who is coming from like an organization or organizations that have shitty track records of drafting and development. Mm-hmm. Uh, like those are the two things to avoid. And then like, like if you can get, if you get somebody from the Raptors, if you get somebody from the Nuggets, you get somebody from Miami, you get somebody from like these organizations that have a long history or an established history of drafting and developing guys, regardless of where they're drafting. Um, and, not making stupid trades and like even winning trades. Like if you if you get guys from organizations like that to do you the GM work, that's fine. Like this Rich Cho thing came out and people were freaking out. I think when that report, like if you read the report, it didn't sound like Cho was a candidate for GM. It sounded like he's a guy that knows the CBA and knows the cap and is good with numbers and like would be brought in to do something like that, which is fine. Like that's good. He's been good with that in memphis apparently um you know like that that that's fine you can do that but the technical shit yeah like there there are guys that are good with that and there are guys that can't make the next step and he might be the guy that can't make the next step based on his time in portland and uh charlotte Charlotte. but like but yeah i mean that that's it i i don't this is like another one akin to coaching like you can never know what these guys are going to be once you put them into more prominent positions than they've been in, right? Uh, there's always the danger that like the last promotion was the the top level of like what they should be, and that if you give them more responsibility, they won't be good in that capacity. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think Karnasovas would be again. That's another one that to me just feels like if you can get that guy, that's a no brainer, and you should do it. But I mean. Again, yo, I, yo, I just checked out his wiki. He shot ninety from the line, so I was curious. And I looked up; he has like YouTube highlights out here from hooping in Lithuania. Maybe this fucker yeah, can finally think, be our shooting coach. I think <laughs> I think he played with uh, that uh, was it Jessica Vicious guy or whatever. Uh, he like murdered us in one of these Olympic or international tournaments once. What is found out? He was he was the, he was, he ball, was the so. Euro League Player of the Year. Who well, Karnasovas? So in nineteen ninety six. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, Hire I'm a him. big. Uh, yeah, I'm a big Karnasovas fan now. <laughs> I think we should give him like ten million dollars. What do you think? Day right, ten mil each. Boom. Yeah, that's that's uh that's fine with me. I, I'm definitely down for that. I mean, I I just want to see Seton Hall, you know, uh, graduates thriving in. Oh the yeah, community. that's right. Yeah, I just looked him up on Wikipedia. I had no idea who he was, but now that he went to Seton Hall, you know, I'm going to be champion for him for the uh, the rest of the year. Um, Jersey man, you're gonna love it. Did we? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think we covered everything that we. Uh, that, did I forget anything? Uh, RJ played really well in the Rising Stars game. And oh, did you guys a, watch that? I didn't watch it. I watched it, I and it's watch. not serious, and we shouldn't take a lot out of it. But it's pretty annoying to watch RJ on the floor with like these other young studs look very much like one of the best young studs on the on the court. And <laughs> be good with this spread floor with the ball in his hands a bunch, and I'm just saying, you know, if I was running a rebuilding team, I might try to field lineups that are more most conducive to playing to his strengths versus asking him to be a spot-up shooter that's it that's all i got from that game though yeah it's almost like he can actually be really good right it's almost it's almost crazy to think that the third pick in the draft is uh has potential so at least that's good that he played that he yeah. played well i heard supposedly like he did something with zion and then people were like yeah, he oh fouled God, Zion, he... and apparently that's illegal to do, um, because Zion was going to get like a, you know, he was like leaking out to get a, he was about to get a dunk, and so RJ fouled him before that happened, and apparently that's like, I don't know, taboo or something. I, I those dudes know. are those dudes are BFFs. So it's probably funny to him. Yeah, I mean, I also just didn't. Care. <laughs> I mean, that seems like a right, really weird right. thing to actually be upset about. You're just like mad that I don't know RJ Bass. 
or I was going to say RJ basketball. No, um, RJ Barrett played basketball in a basketball game. I don't. Oh God, some people I swear. Um, so that's good with uh, that. I think that does then now cover up everything. Uh, Prez, do you want to plug anything? Uh, I'm excited for just seeing how we coat. How the Knicks are coached, man, now that all the shenanigans in theory are done for a while, assuming nobody gets bought out. So I just want to see some fucking competent Knicks rotations and competent Knicks basketball. So that's you're, you're plugging competent Knicks basketball is what you're plugging. I'm, pl- I'm plugging competent Knicks basketball. <sighs> that seems like a, uh, a pretty useless plug. Uh, Schwinn, what do you want to plug? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's fine. I don't think I have anything to plug either. <laughs> um, I made some big ZD tonight. That uh, nice. I can plug that. In, um, and I made works for speed treats. I'll uh, I'll plug that. And uh, I actually had decaf coffee for the first time. I'm plugging that. That's it's weird. That don't plug that. Yeah. It's, have you guys ever had I'm not decaf coffee? That. I'm. What's up? Yeah, what's the opposite of plugging something? Unplugging it? Yeah, I'm unplugging that shit. Yeah, yeah it was... Decaf? Get the fuck out of here, bro. It was the weirdest thing ever. It was just like... It felt like I was missing something from the coffee. You know, like, you you drink it, and you're you like... You are. No, yeah, I know. You're missing <laughs> the caffeine. But, like, there's something else... Like, you know it's missing, but, like, you drink the coffee, and you're like, hmm, there's something off about this. And, like, you can taste the... The lack of caffeine, even though I don't think caffeine actually has a, uh, a, a distinct flavor or a taste. I'm not a, uh, a scientist or anything like that, but it just just felt really off. And I was like, I don't I don't know why I did this. But uh, yeah, I had decaf coffee. I wouldn't um, I wouldn't recommend it. Just uh, just drink caffeinated coffee. That's uh, that'd be my plug. Coffee. Drink it. The uh, the regular version. And that's about it. We will see you next week. See you guys. Later. Later, dudes.